0: Today, and welcome to another episode of Live Till Five. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Glad to be with you today on this Friday, March 17th, 3.04 PM in the afternoon. On a little bit of a dreary Friday afternoon. It's not miserable outside by any means, but uh we have a gentle breeze, about four miles per hour from the north. It's probably about in the mid-80s outside. My little weather gadget's not working right this moment, but uh It's warm, but not hot. It's bright, but not sunny. It's cloudy, but not rainy. So there you go. That's the weather forecast for this afternoon, brought to you by Jared Baldwin on Live Till 5. Glad you're with us today. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, KHMG, 88.1 FM, here in Barragata, Guam, been broadcasting almost 21 years in just about a week or so a little less than a week we're gonna be celebrating our 21st anniversary broadcasting 24 hours a day seven days a week beautiful christian music bible-based programming and even our news has a christian worldview kind of infused into it it's not propaganda it still is real news but uh definitely has a a certain worldview perspective that our listeners appreciate and we've been doing this show now for 208 episodes so if you do the math that's basically four years of one episode a week times 52 weeks give or take over four years so there you go 208 episodes this is the 208th and if you want to listen to this episode in its entirety but you don't have time today it's okay there's a couple options for you saturdays from noon to two sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m catch us on the rebound you can listen to the rebroadcast in its entirety live on khmg 88.1 fm i guess it's not live because it's a recording but You know what I mean? You can turn on the dial and listen to it at that time. Or you can listen to an archive broadcast of this. Go to our website, khmg.org. And there are a number of different ways that you can listen to it, either in real time as it's happening, or you can listen later on to the podcast version of our broadcast. And not just of this broadcast, but of all the really great programs we're producing here locally, Building Great Leaders, Take Note, Heart of Harvest Asia, uh, Harvest Time, um, Living Redemptively, all these programs that we produce here locally at KHMG on Guam, we make those available through our website as well. So go to our website, khmg.org, and you can download a number of great broadcasts and listen to them at your leisure. And uh, you can also just listen online. So if you're sitting at your desk at work and you want to listen to the radio, you can go to khmg.org and listen right there from your computer to our radio station without having to bring in a radio and put it on your desk. So there you go. A lot of options for you there. I'm glad you're with us today. It is uh, March 17th, which also happens to be St. Patrick's Day. And we're going to talk a little bit about Ireland and Irish-American influences and a little bit about St. Patrick. Who was he? things like that. But the month of March is a full month. Matter of fact, the month of March is National Kidney Month, Kite Month, towards the end of March to the beginning of May, actually. March into Literacy Month, Multiple Sclerosis Education and Awareness, Noodle Month, Nutrition Month, On Hold Month, Optimism Month, Peanut Month, Poison Prevention Awareness, Problem Gambling Awareness, Professional Social Workers, Sauce Month, Social Worker Month, Umbrella Month, Women Inventors Month, Women's History Month, Play the Recorder Month. Oh boy, that's a noisy month. Read an e book month, and Red Cross Month, to name a few. That's all happening in the month of March. A few special weeks in March. American Chocolate Week starts this weekend on Sunday. Third full week of March is American Chocolate Week. National Button Week also starts this weekend. Uh, let's see here, National Inhalants and Poison Awareness Week starts this weekend, National Manufacturing Week, National Poison Prevention Week, National Wildlife Week, and Sherlock Holmes Weekend are all happening this weekend and this week. And then, of course, a week ago was, uh, last Friday was International Bagpipe Day, and then we have, uh, because is St. Patrick's Day, of course, I'm sure that there's some kind of connection there. For today, March 17th, is Campfire Girls Day. I don't hear much about the Campfire Girls anymore. More about the Girl Scouts. Uh, Corned Beef and Cabbage Day, of course. That goes along with St. Patrick's Day. Evacuation Day. It's a state holiday in Massachusetts. Evacuation Day observed is a state holiday. is also It's the state holiday, whether it's observed or the actual day. Both of those apply there in Massachusetts, where there happen to be a lot of Irish Americans. St. Patrick's Day, of course. And Submarine Day. There's a lot of other days coming up this week, like Forgive Mom and Dad Day, March 18th, or um, National Awkward Moments Day, also March 18th, National Quilting Day and Corn Dog Day, both happen to be tomorrow, Oatmeal Cookie Day, and uh, Supreme Sacrifice Day, March 18th. Sunday, Act Happy Day, Uh, let's see here, International Clients Day, Let's Laugh Day, Chocolate Caramel Day, Poultry Day. Operation Iraqi Freedom Day. I was active duty during that time. St. Joseph's Day and Swallow's Return to San Juan Capistrano Day on the 19th. And then there are a number of other special days coming up this week. Um, Kiss Your Fiance Day. Uh, Let's see here. Proposal Day is next week. Snowman Burning Day. I know a lot of people up in the northeastern part of the United States are really sick of snow right now since it's only a week till spring. Uh, Let's see here, Won't You Be My Neighbor Day, Uh, I think that's uh, alluding back to Mr. Rogers. Uh, Let's see here, this week's also California Strawberry Day is on the 21st, Fragrance Day is also the 21st, French Bread Day is the 21st, Uh, Poetry Day is the 21st, Puppetry Day is also the 21st, 22nd, Bavarian Crepes Day, that sounds great. Uh, Water Day is the 22nd as well for the world and for the nation. Melba Toast Day is on the 23rd. And uh, Near Miss Day and Meteorological Day all on the 23rd. So a lot happening this month. Some of those are pretty obscure, but still kind of fun to talk about. So we're going to take a short break. And since this is Sherlock Holmes weekend, we'll play a little Sherlock Holmes slash Doctor Who outro, and then we're going to go to an interview that I conducted with Christian Crawford and Ballet Magnificat. So uh, this break will include an interview with Christian Crawford and Ballet Magnificat, and then we will come back and talk more about uh, the things happening on the show today. Even though it's spring break for us, we're going to have a lot of fun on the show today. Going to have some special guests in here. One of my favorite guests is coming up towards the end of the hour, so stick around. More live till five after this short break and interview. live till five I hope you enjoyed that interview with Christian Crawford and Miss Cassandra from Ballet Magnificat they're coming to Guam for a one-day performance 6 p.m. April 1st 2017 at the Mercy Heights uh, Timuning Auditorium $20 general admission you can buy tickets at Faith Bookstore and The Hub here on campus and uh, The Hub's unfortunately closed today because spring break but it'll be open on Monday and as you could hear in the interview Uh, It's really going to be a great opportunity to invite um, people that are interested in fine arts, but also people that uh, you think would also be able to hear the gospel through this presentation. We're having a presentation of this, a shortened version of it on our campus, and uh, I think it would be a a really neat opportunity. So Christian Crawford being an alumnus of uh, alumni Alumni of Harvest Christian Academy, son of uh, Benny and Denise Crawford, and uh, this is really a neat. Neat interview. I really enjoyed talking to him. Now, let's talk about some other things that we talk about every week, including one of my favorite segments that we talk about every single week. Have I said talk about too many times? We won't talk about it anymore. Here you go. One of my favorite segments. It's called The Buck Stops Here. Words of wisdom from the desks and walls of successful people, including but not limited to scholars, theologians, politicians, presidents, barons of industry. This one here you've probably heard of because I believe he was one of the Republican National Convention candidates president in 2012. He didn't make it. Self-made billionaire, businessman and philanthropist John Huntsman, the founder of Huntsman Corporation and member of the Forbes 400, grew up in humble circumstances, graduated from Wharton School, worked as a staff member in the Nixon administration, finally worked for Dow Chemical before starting his own business in 82, grew to a million, multi-billion dollar company, Huntsman Chemical, and one time, Huntsman made a $54 million deal to sell a portion of his business on a handshake. By the time the deal was completed, the value of the business had increased to $225 million. The CEO was dealing with offers to split the difference, but Huntsman kept the original agreed-upon deal. He's also a prolific Mormon, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. John Huntsman has this little plaque on his desk. He didn't say it. But this is the plaque he has on his desk for inspiration. It says, The greatest exercise for the human heart is to reach down and lift another up. The greatest exercise for the human heart is to reach down and lift another up. John Huntsman. And that's The Buck Stops Here. All right. I love seeing what inspires different leaders and kind of getting a, a peek into uh, what they use as a daily reminder of their priorities. It doesn't mean I agree with every one of the quotes or even each one of the leaders and their accomplishments. It's just a, an interesting study. It comes from this book that I purchased uh, about two years ago by Horace Martin Woodhouse. The Buck Stops Here, Words of Wisdom from the Desks of 77 People. I have expanded it to include others, that aren't included in this book here. Every once in a while, I'll come across one that is really worth we're talking about. But the whole title of the book comes from the Harry S. Truman plaque when he was president of the United States. He had a little plaque on his desk that said, the buck stops here. And that is the inspiration behind the whole segment and the story. And You kind of get the meaning, right? All right, let's talk about some idioms. This book was provided to us two years ago by... PC, one of our faithful listeners, so thank you PC, for the Scholastic Dictionary of Idioms by Marvin Turban. More than 700 sayings and expressions, and uh, more than a million copies sold at the time of this printing. And every week I like to go through a few idioms because I've gotten some feedback on this. People, first off, that that grow up saying these things, sometimes we just don't know why we say it, but we kind of know what it means. So it's just interesting, trivial information. But for others that grow up not speaking English as their first language, sometimes they hear phrases but they have no idea what it means or the origin. And so this hopefully opens up a few new options for ways to speak with uh, with, uh, American vernacular. So here's one, On the Fritz. It means broken or out of order, not working. Though this expression is a recent one, early 1900s, nobody today is quite sure how it got started. One word expert gave the following possible explanation. During World War I, a degrading term for a German soldier was a Fritz, a common German name short for Friedrich. Something not working or ruined could be compared to the defeated Germans. Maybe. On the Fritz. How about this one? On the horns of a dilemma. A bull can be a fierce animal and nobody wants to be stuck on the sharp point of a bull's horn. But you feel that you're in that position if you're forced to decide between two possibly dangerous choices. A similar saying was used by people in the Middle Ages and by the Dutch scholar Erasmus around the year 1500. In medieval times, a dilemma was a way of arguing in which two statements must be proved to be true. On the horns of a dilemma, having to choose between two undesirable courses of action or unpleasant things. There's a lot of figures of speech and philosophical terminology we've used. Uh, We did a whole segment on this one time. On the hot seat. The hot seat in this expression refers to the electric chair. But you can be on or in the hot seat in a freezing cold room if you've been accused of doing something bad or you've been caught in an embarrassing situation. People are questioning you or criticizing you. It means in a difficult or uncomfortable position and subject to a lot of unpleasant questions and personal attacks on the hot seat. On the rocks, unfortunate, an unfortunate ship that has run aground and is on the rocks will eventually sink. In the 1800s, the phrase on the rocks means headed for disaster, was expanded to describe many areas of life, not just ships at sea. On the rocks, financially ruined or wrecked, near disaster or finished. On the ropes, the phrase was first used in the 1800s, referred to boxers who were almost knocked out. They hung on to the ropes around the boxing ring so they wouldn't totally collapse. Later, the saying was expanded to include any person, business, or situation that was in great difficulty or nearly ruined. Almost failing on the ropes. On the spur of the moment. In the early 1800s, when this idiom was first being used, many people rode horses to get where they were going. Riders often wore short, spiked wheels called spurs on the heels of their boots. When they wanted to urge a horse to go faster, they pressed the spurs into its body. If an opportunity is like a spur that gets a person to do something impulsively without waiting, you can easily see how on the spur of the moment originated. So it means suddenly acting without thinking about it first or impulsively. Hmm. On the tip of your tongue, this saying was first used in a British novel, *Moll Flanders, by Daniel Defoe. Daniel Defoe, same guy who wrote uh, Robinson Crusoe. In the early 1700s, became very popular by the mid-1800s. Where do spoken words come from? First, from your brain, then to your mouth, and just before they emerge from your lips, they pass over the tip of your tongue. Sometimes when you just can't remember something like a name, a place, a date, but you know you know it, and you can almost utter it, you say the words are stuck on or at the tip of your tongue. They can't get through your lips to the waiting world. It means temporarily forgotten. On the war path, a phrase from the mid-1800s, originally referring to Native Americans who were often at war with settlers or other nations about land rights. It means an angry mood, infuriated. On top of the world, many writers have used this famous expression since the early 1900s with the verb sitting. So uh, down is always suggested, downhearted, feeling such a sadness and depression, like down in the dumps. Being up or on top meant your emotions such as delight and joy uh, basically, we're present. The world represents everything, such as your life, your job, your family. So if you're sitting on top of the world, you're overjoyed because of good health, success, and so on. Let's do three more here. They're all singular, like once in a blue moon. On some nights when the bright part of the moon is a crescent, some people say the other part has a bluish color to it. The blue moon is rare. A similar expression was first used in the early 1500s and has been popular ever since. It means almost never, very seldom, hardly ever, once in a blue moon. Two more. One good turn deserves another. This is an adage, a general truth about people that have that people have come to accept over many years. It dates as far back as the early 1400s. It means that if you receive help from someone... It's only fair and proper that you help that person in return. The meaning turn here is a deed or action. The same idea, but in negative sense, appears in the idiom an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Both these kind of have biblical references. One good deed should be paid back with another. One good turn deserves another. And finally, this one, maybe you've heard this before one horse town. This expression was first used in the 1850s when there were more horses than people in some American towns. If a town had only one horse, it must have been a really small town with very little happening. This exaggerated saying became popular even though it is insulting. Now it can be, it can describe any business or project that's considered rather minor or dull. It's a place with few comforts and activities. A dull rural town is a one-horse town. Very interesting. Have you ever said any of those? You ever wonder where some of those came from well now you do and i hope that we just helped you grow as a linguist so hey speaking of one horse town how about this for uh, our outro music we'll take a short break when we come back sebastian is going to join us with this day in history march 17th happens to be st patrick's day as well and then very soon we're going to have some special guests in the studio we're going to play a new version kind of a a new take on what's in my coffee so stick around i'm jared baldwin host of live till five right here on 88.1 fm khmg harvest family radio more live till five after this short break back with a little more live till 5. It's Friday, March 17th, 3:42 p.m. In the afternoon on this kind of dreary afternoon, it's nothing to complain about. It's a little cooler and uh almost no breeze though. It's kind of unusual that the little weather vane is not spinning up there on the roof right now. It's basically almost no wind at all. But uh, a nice, nice, quiet day around here because it's spring break. So there's no cars on campus, no students here really, except for maybe a volleyball practice going on. The volleyball varsity guys have a preseason tournament. Uh, they already won their pool play last night, and they start playing again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. So excited for them, and uh, glad you could be with us on this Friday, March 17th, 3:43 p.m. If you ever missed the show, you can always tune in on 88.1 FM on Saturdays from noon to two. Or Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. So catch us on The Rebound, Saturdays noon to 2, Sunday nights 7 to 9 p.m. We do that on purpose because we know many people cannot be wall-to-wall listeners. They don't just sit there and listen, eagerly anticipating what's the next thing we're going to talk about for two straight hours. Usually you're just catching us in between running appointments or hopping in and out of the car. Some of you are the weekly faithful that just listen to the whole thing. But many people also, uh, just they just catch us by accident and then we get a lot of good feedback. You can always give us some feedback through Facebook. Harvest Family Radio has a Facebook page. Look up Harvest Family Radio and uh, like us and leave a comment, not only about this show, but about our radio station. Is there anything that uh, is on our station that's a blessing to you? We'd love to hear from you anytime possible because we don't have a high-tech device that tells us how many people are actually tuning in over the airwaves. There's no way to know that unless we hear from you folks. So let us know that you're listening. We really appreciate it. Now, I do have more than just Sebastian in studio. I do have uh, Josh and Devin here, and I'm going to have them chime in in just a minute. But for now, I'm going to have Sebastian give us a little This Day in History because on this March 17th, a lot happened this day in history, and uh, Sebastian's standing in for Lawrence, who just got back from Thailand just uh, like an hour ago. I picked him up from the airport, and uh, he was a little too wiped out, I think, to be able to uh, come on the air with us today, so Sebastian's filling in. So, Sebastian, what happened this day in history?
1: All right, well, on this day, St. Patrick died in 461 A.D. Uh, many know of the holiday, St. Patrick's, yes. but he was a Christian missionary, Um, a bishop and apostle of Ireland, and he died at Saul, Downpatrick, Ireland. Um, And I, yeah, I was just thinking how interesting to see how the man's life, he was a Christian missionary, it translates into a day of drinking for many. Yes. It's like, wow, that's, you're going to celebrate this Christian missionary by drinking. Yes. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in the second hour. I have a lot of uh, stats on kind of Irish American traditions and even Irish words that have uh, become part of our English language, but they really have Irish origin. I think people will be very surprised to hear some of yeah. that. So,
1: All right. Well, next we have the British evacuate Boston in 1776. Uh, British forces evacuate from Boston on this day. the The British had occupied Boston for eight years, and it was the location of the infamous Boston Massacre where five colonists were shot and killed. 800 soldiers and 1,200 workers began to secretly fortify an area nearby. Uh, And to cover the sounds of the construction, American cannons began to fire on the city all day. So to cover up the construction sound, they just bombarded the city with cannon fire. Um, When the construction was finished, the British realized that they were defenseless. And they evacuated to Nova Scotia, meaning... Boston was liberated without a drop of blood unless someone had a bloody nose. But, <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. But yeah, I was wondering cuz I had read the March holidays and evacuation days a state holiday in Massachusetts, but uh I wasn't sure what that meant. So, okay, yeah, that answers eight, that.
1: 8 years that the British forces were there occupying that city, so. All right, and then um in 1906 on this day, earthquakes kill more than 1200 in Taiwan. Um, it was a powerful earthquake accompanied by aftershocks that hit and claimed 1,200 people and caused millions of dollars in damages. Um, wow. What year was that? Uh, 1906. Wow, over 100 years ago. Yep. And then finally, I have the most, more of the more recent interesting things. Uh, Lithuania rejects Soviet demands to renounce its independence. And so. The Soviet Union seized the Baltic state of Lithuania in 1939, and following World War II, the Soviet forces remained there until 1989, when the new Soviet leader Gorbachev began to loosen political repression in the Soviet Empire. Um, Lithuanian nationalists took this as a chance to declare independence, but was met instead with an ultimatum, renounce independence or face the consequences. (laughs) So um, they gave their answer, though, on this day, and they rejected the Soviet demand to do so. Hm, interesting. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty... The, the, the Soviet did respond pretty quickly, though, and they put uh, um, economic... Sanctions? Yeah, economic sanctions yeah. On, on them.
0: Hm. wow. Yeah, I've known uh, one missionary that went to Lithuania, and it was very difficult because of the uh, presence of... Soviet influence for you know a couple of generations and communism, yeah. atheism, things like that. But they also have the Eastern Orthodox Church or Russian Orthodox Church, I believe, there. So,
1: yeah, that's that's very interesting. So, yeah. that happened in what year? Uh, that happened 1990, a year before wow. I was born.
2: Oh, okay,
0: hey, there you go. <laughs> Great. I was a Jew, ju- uh, I was a senior in high school.
2: Nice, yeah,
0: yeah. All right, and that's what happened this day in history. That's what
1: happened on this day.
0: Well, thanks, Sebastian. I appreciate that. That's great. Thanks for standing in for Lawrence. So now I do want to hear a little bit. Maybe, Sebastian, you can get the microphone close to Devin for me. Uh, We have uh, one of our most famous um, uh, guests, uh, Devin Taylor, who has been on the show before. Devin, lean right up to the microphone and uh, introduce yourself.
3: Hello. My name is Devin.
0: All right. How old are you, Devin?
3: I'm still nine years old.
0: Still nine years old. When's your birthday?
3: July 24th.
0: Okay, so the middle of the summer. We're going to we're gonna have to rem- remember to wish you a happy birthday. And Devin really likes the radio station. Matter of fact, I think one of these days he's probably going to have his own radio show, either on the internet or something. I think Devin's going to... Do you, you, You've come up here a couple times, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember last time in the middle of our interview... Uh, You quoted Pippi Longstockings. Uh, Do you remember what you said about being the king of something? I don't remember. You said, I'm the king of the cannibals right in the middle of our interview, which was really funny. We all laughed very hard. So, Devin, I'm glad you're on the radio with us today because we're going to play a game and we're going to get all five of us involved in this game here. And Josh, of course, Devin's dad is here as well. We're going to be talking spring break after the top of the hour. So, Josh, what do you guys do this uh, spring break, by the oh. way?
3: <laughs> yeah, this, is, this was kind of my spring break of, of Mr. Mom, uh, <laughs> where I simply uh, had been taking the kids to doing all the things that my wife always does, all the appointments, all the errands, and that has been me. I've spent a lot of time with Rye, my uh, three-year-old son, inside of waiting rooms, oh, uh, I took Devin Christina and Rye. To all, a doctor. Yeah, doctor's appointment today for Rye, which uh, he was not declared clinically insane. Okay. Um, because he, uh, broke oh, was, he broke his toe. Oh, uh, he broke his toe? That was a shopping cart incident. Oh, <laughs> It wasn't exactly broken oh. toe. It was more of a Rye, don't jump off the cart. Rye, don't oh. jump off the cart. Right. And then, you know, you've been pushing a yes. cart before and you right. hit, a, hit a rock. Yes. Yeah, that wasn't a rock. It was Rye's foot. Oh. <laughs> so oh. it was uh, that that moment of cart comes to a sudden stop and... I'm thinking, oh no, what happened? What I hit? And then I see Rye in front of me, and the look on his face—he's right. thinking, oh no, what happened? Right. And right, then, right. which one of us is going to scream first? And, <laughs> and it was it was Rye. He oh, he just let it out and bummer. looked over there to see he's if
2: the first one to scream.
3: Oh, look, okay. over Looked over to see if he was uh, if his toe was actually still attached because oh. I had just loaded eighty pounds of. Water softener salt, salt oh. on top of the cart, oh. and he stepped right in front of that. And but Rye is the the reason that we signed up for Aflac. Yes, exactly. And so I I just I knew something's gonna happen That's right. something like that.
0: That uh... Uh, call up Maisie. Maisie, <laughs> guess to... what? Our yeah. <laughs> <My laughs> weekly my weekly uh, online yes. uh, uh, filing. Well, yeah,
3: already 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 submitted all the paperwork.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I'm glad you guys are up here. I hope Rye's foot gets better. Now, today, I'm going to have Chris come over here and join us as well. Uh, he might have to share a mic with Devin. I'm not sure here, which Devin will be thrilled about. Um, so, we normally, during this time, are given drinks by The Hub, Hebrews Worldwide and Coffee Shop, the best little coffee shop in Guam. However, the best little coffee shop in Guam is closed today. So, I had to improvise. So, we're we've played like... What's in my candle before? We played What's in my Aloha Made? So today we're going to up the game. And uh, if the first thing we're going to do is everyone has to draw a number from the proverbial virtual envelope of perceived apparent liquid happiness. And so everyone's <laughs> got to take one, one number out of there. Hands going in. And, and this is going to... So, so for our listeners at home, we're just playing a little game that is going to be interactive with you listeners so you can... You can experience uh, what we're going to experience here. And uh, Devin gets one, too. There you go. Give Devin that one. Open it up. And the number corresponding on the piece of paper that you just drew... There might be one extra one floating around. Oh, there it is right there for me. Is the drink that you're going to get. Now, I'm the only one who actually knows what these drinks are. So, who got the number one? Number one for number Number one. Number one. There you go. Okay, (laughs) now you cannot peel back the label. I've covered the entire drink containers. Some are cans, some are more like juice box size, some are bottles, but you cannot peel the tape back or the paperback. I tried to, to totally mask uh, what the drink is. Now, all these are very edible. None of these are disgusting. I'm not setting you up. You're not drinking dog food or anything like that. This is, this is good. You're going to enjoy this, but dog the... So we we've drawn our number from the proverbial virtual envelope of perceived apparent liquid happiness, and then I got the beverages out of the bag, of proverbial virtual uh, the virtual bag of perceived apparent liquid happiness. And so, who has number two? Devin has number two. Great, he gets the juice box version. And then three is Chris. Let's see here, Chris. You I think you you rival Sebastian's as far as number ounces. I'm number four and Josh yes, is I'm number five. five. There I, you go. I'm
3: noticing that your wrapping job was uh, similar to like how I wrapped my presents when yes. I was four years old. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, hey, there's a lot more tape hey, involved. The than offices paper.
0: are closed today, so you know, this was I was all on my own. own.
3: Is this so, a is this a f- uh, uh, three by five card that you have on here? It's, or a, four it's by actually a
0: uh, it's a it's a heavy duty cardstock, uh, <laughs> probably worth about eleven cents per sheet. Don't tell anyone <laughs> that I took those from the. From the storage room, I cut them up, and then I used blue painter's tape for those listening yes, at blue, home blue trying blue to picture. And uh, then what we're going to do is we're going to, during the, the top of the hour break, we're all going to uh, imbibe on these drinks a little bit and and taste them. And then I'm gonna we're going to come back at the first of the hour and ask you for your first impression of the drink and a description of the taste. And then we'll do the big reveal and let everyone know. And each one of these is unique flavorful it's gonna be i I don't think anyone's gonna to be totally like thrown off by it, but they're probably something that maybe you've never had, and so we will we will talk about that after the top of the hour so we have about three minutes before the top of the hour we'll open these during the break just in case any of them are fizzy so Whoa. uh
3: and and we're not taking the label off because to get to that it'll take us more than five yeah, minutes to get yeah, through all this exactly. tape. So it's,
0: I made it where it's it's gonna it's gonna be a quick release. That's why I use the blue tape. Very easy, just we'll <laughs> peel could have it right just off.
1: Blindfolded ourselves. Well,
0: know. we could have, but then I would have had to like feed it to you and everything. So, but uh, so yeah, we're gonna do our little our little taste challenge, proverbial virtual envelope of perceived apparent liquid happiness. So try to use a lot of big words in there because I know that our listening audience uh, is a highly educated audience. Uh, Most of the time. So each one of us has a drink in front of us and we'll enjoy this. Now, as we finish out this hour, let's just kind of wrap up this first hour. Looking back, we talked about what happened or what is happening in the month of March and then what happened on March 17th in history. Then, of course, we had some idioms and we had some uh, 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 buck stops here. Famous quote. And uh, then we had an interview with Christian Crawford and the Ballet Magnificat, which is coming up on April 1st. And you can get your tickets through the Hub or through Faith Bookstore on that. And as we have this last three minutes, I'm going to talk about one thing that I think you guys might find interesting. Uh This is a drinking challenge for us here, a little soft drink challenge. But you know, there are (laughs) 10... You got to be careful in the way you say (laughs) it. There are 10 competitive eating challenges at restaurants in the United States that are listed by Mental Floss here. Loopy's Cardiac Arrest Burger. And basically, if you can eat it, uh, the whole thing, I believe within one hour, it costs $35. You finish in one hour, you get a free T-shirt. So that's the Loopy's Cardiac Arrest Burger. Uh, The uh, Shiad... Cafe Pancake Challenge. This one, uh, 13 inches in diameter, one and a half inches thick. Uh, if you can eat this all, if you can eat it all, five of them, you get five pancakes total. Five 13 inch by one and a half inch thick pancakes. Then uh, you get it for free. 13.95. That's a lot of misery for $13.95. <laughs> Dobbs Doghouse Hot Dog uh, Challenge where um, you have to eat 12 of them within 30 minutes and these are big hot dogs fully loaded uh acme oyster house 15 dozen club you have to eat 15 dozen oysters um uh, the Sobafo king challenge which is um 20 ounces of meat 96 ounces of soup it costs 25 dollars if you can finish it all in an hour it's free plus you get a t-shirt and a gift card now that's a good deal that might be worth the misery uh so yummy rocky top Sunday it costs fifty dollars, but if you can eat the whole thing, you get it for free It's a ice cream Sunday with sixteen scoops of ice cream, three brownies, three bananas, and a bunch of toppings It's huge uh joe taco chupacabra chupagra burrito chupacabra chupacagra I forget how yeah, that one. <laughs> Right there. Chewbac- Sebastian has a little Chewbacca. bit of uh, Mexican in his blood the there. The Chewbacca burrito. 25 bucks. But if you can eat this eight-pound, two-foot-long burrito in an hour, you get a T-shirt, um, and you get it for free. So I like the T-shirt and free combos. Black Mountain Mill 40-inch pizza. I mean, it speaks for itself. If you need a 40-inch-wide pizza for by yourself, it, usually it feeds 20 to 25 people. The... Uh, Cubavana Cuban Monster Challenge, which is a giant sandwich, thirty-five inches long. If you can finish it yourself, uh, you get it free. But it, it and you have to do it in forty-five minutes, and you get twenty-five dollars cash. If not, it costs you thirty-five bucks. And then f- there's there's uh, a bear roll uh, at Stuffy's Two Restaurant in Longview, Washington. Serves a full menu, but the cinnamon roll is what made them famous a quartet of food challenges, the party burger, five pounds of meat, almost dozen egg omelet, the bear roll, and seven pounds of whatever food you want. So they've got all these different food challenges there, but they're famous for their cinnamon roll. And we're going to have our own little food challenge when we come back. So listeners, stick around to Live Till 5. We will have a little fun with our little beverage challenge here after the top of the hour. You're listening to Live Till 5 on KHMG, 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. Barragata Guam. Stick around for SRN News, and then we'll be back with another hour of Live Till 5. we're back with our second hour of live till 5 it's 4:04 p.m. on Friday March 17th broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries the high the high atop the vacant campus of Harvest Ministries because it is spring break here at Harvest Christian Academy so there's really no students around except for maybe the the uh, occasional sports practice happening right now but uh, and i have Josh Taylor Sebastian Devin And Chris all here in the studio, and we are playing our game, which, you know, it could use a little refinement, but uh, we all drew numbers from the proverbial um, virtual envelope of perceived apparent liquid happiness, and now we are going to do our on-air taste test of these drinks. Now, I happen to know what all the drinks are, but we randomly selected who got what drink, and what I'm looking for is their first impression, and then some type of description, so our listeners might want to go out and buy... What you're tasting. Some of these might be more tasty than others, but none of them are practical jokes. All of them are legit drinks that you can buy actually at Payless Grocery Stores, where I got these this afternoon. So, why don't we start with Josh Taylor. Uh, Josh and I actually have similar decanters of drink. They, they're glass bottles that have a little marble in the top that you pop the marble out. And uh, Josh, give us your yeah. first impression and tell us what it tastes like.
3: Uh, first impression is I've got sticky hands mm-hmm. now, because as after... Uh I even watched you open yours, and I've seen my students have these before. You know, pop Mm -hmm. the marble in and then fizz, and you got it all over yourself. So I actually went over and prepared for it, and I still have it all over. Uh, But the—so it's definitely carbonated. Yep. And the first thought was there's got to be some kind of a fruit in there. Uh, And then the aftertaste was like I just finished taking some Robitussin um, or possibly (laughs) another form of cough syrup. Uh so it, it is a little pink color and then yeah then the the thought of of cotton candy or uh bubblegum flavor was the were the ones mm-hmm. that that came mm-hmm. to my mind so I'm going to go with uh cotton candy bubblegum with hint of vicks
0: okay all
3: right great <laughs> great
0: that sounds so appetizing i'm sure there's going to be a rush on purchasing these uh bottles now uh sebastian you have a large can that I've covered in tape and paper, so you wouldn't know what it is. Give us your first impression, and what does it taste like?
1: First impression, there's a bit of a kick, um, and honestly, my, my, my drinking device is a little different than everyone else's, and um, it's got that kick with a hint of blue masking tape. Because the masking tape is right there when I (laughs) drink it. And it just tastes like blue masking tape with it. Hey, that's that's (laughs) edible. I I know. I'm just saying it affects the taste right away. (laughs) Certified non-toxic. Right, as it's coming out. But um, it's got a couple different fruit flavors in it. Yes. And um, you know what? What What fruit flavors might those be? You know what? There's so many different fruit flavors. I think it's like a fruit splash drink. Mm. A fruit splash, like a fruit punch, like an Arizona fruit punch. Yeah, it definitely looks like uh-huh. an Arizona. Yeah, the the, the can style from previous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a, mm-hmm. I drink mm-hmm. Arizona. Carbonated. This one was
0: highly suggested by Matt Lewis, just oh, so you know. Really? This is his favorite drink. We happened to bump into each other in the soft drink aisle at Payless in Aganya, and he said, oh, you should try this one right here. And so I did, and you are the beneficiary. Oh. Is it carbonated? So there you go.
1: It is. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's got that little (coughs) tang to it. I don't know if it's carbonated or not.
0: I don't think it's carbonated. Uh It didn't explode like ours did when we opened ours. So Okay.
3: It was a little less violent of an opening than ours. So give us the, the
0: final, like, what would you call the drink? If you had to name the drink right now, what would you name it?
1: The Fruit Splash. The fruit splash. That's that's great.
2: Okay, that's excellent. that's okay. The fruit splash. The The fruit splash. splash. Okay,
0: great. Now, Devin, you tasted your drink. What does it taste like? Scoot up to the microphone. Tell me, what does your drink taste like? Chocolate. Chocolate. Really. And um, uh, do you know? Is it is it sweet? Is it sour? Is it? What does it taste like? Both. Both sweet and sour, really?
3: Sweet and sour chocolate milk. Haven't you had great, that anymore?
0: Great, great. Uh, Have you ever had anything else that tastes like that before? No. Would you ever drink it again? Sure. Okay, you would. Okay, great. So you would ask your mom to buy this for you maybe if, if uh, you were really thirsty and you're at the store. You could say, Mom, give me that thing I had on the radio. Would you do that? Sure. You would? I would. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, so do you like this drink better than... What's your favorite drink? This one. Oh, wow. Great. Okay, great winner. Great. Okay, now, Chris, uh, you have the most unique... I mean, Devin has like a square juice box. Yours is kind of a... Almost looks like a some it's, something it's between a large juice box. Yeah, it's like it looks like uh, an IV bag. Yeah, I mean if you were to flip it upside yes. down, it looks like an IV bag. It's some kind of yeah. It's like a Capri Sun on steroids.
2: Drinking apparatus at the top. Yes. As well, actually, this which,
0: one wasn't actually meant for human consumption, but you just <laughs> happen to draw the number.
2: Yeah, it it tastes a lot there. I'm pretty sure that there is. Uh, um Um. There's corn syrup in there. Okay, <laughs> like, good, you know, good. good. Good guess. High fructose corn syrup. Yes, probably I'm I'm the sure number is two is in ingredient there because it's yes. extreme. Like. It's sweet, but it's also got that medicine-y aftertaste mm, that I uh, yes. was just referred to. That saccharin is that the mm, yeah might be, might be yeah a sweet that's exactly saccharin taste yes yeah, and it and but it it tastes like kind of your standard juice box Mm-hmm. okay but it has a little of the flavor of the plastic as well okay okay yes it. so it's leached out
0: some of those uh, great out. great plastic I believe, yeah I believe that's BPA I think that's, yes BPA yeah. it's not BPA free it's BPA actually enhanced. full of BPA yes all right. <laughs> so.
2: Um, but it it's kind of like your typical. It tastes a little bit like your typical kids juice sure. box. It's sort of you can't you can't quite put your finger on the flavoring. You could
0: put almost any fruit name on it, and yeah. you could pro- it could probably just, pass for that. Just
2: name the fruit, and just any. And kids, the funny thing is. Hey, does that taste like? Uh, does that taste like apple? Sure. Yeah. Does it taste like orange? Sure. Yeah. Does that taste? Where, where like they
3: just go by? It's, it's not a taste. It, it, it this tastes like green? This is yes. green. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I have yeah. orange
2: juice. You have poly- yellow yeah. juice. But and I, this is green there's and one juice. thing I'm sure of, and that is has uh, a high fructose corn syrup. That's, okay. I'm pretty sure that that I can identify that
0: would you ever uh, buy it again i i can probably already answer this but um, would you ever drink it or give it to your children these,
2: i would give them to Devin. it's <laughs> okay <laughs> it's it's
3: actually the uh passenger just got a larger sampling of what they give to the pregnant women to see if they're diabetic oh it's just yes that straight yeah. yep oh. it's just straight just...
0: sugar yeah it goes straight through your kidneys yeah wow. um this could be that and it is shaped like a upside down iv bag with a uh Astronaut type um, uh, drinking tube coming out of the top of it. So, yeah. Uh, so, I have a similar bottle as Josh, but mine has a green Vix um, NyQuil color. Actually, now that you say that, it does look <laughs> just like NyQuil. I've it's got, the, green. I got the DayQuil. You got the NyQuil. Yeah. We're good to go. And uh, it has a little marble. I was trying to shake the marble, and I just poured it on myself. It's okay. It's all right. Sure, it's black, and no one will notice. Um, But, yeah, so it has this little marble, and every time you take a sip, the marble stops the drinking hole, so you only get a little bit every time. So it's kind of a game for kids. It makes the drink last longer for a child, delayed satisfaction.
3: But also... Be, with the, the shape of the, the top of it, you can't really get your mouth around it, so it does also promote drooling. It does. It gets you... all
0: over you. This is the messiest drink ever. Um, but they, these are fun. When I was stationed in Masao, Japan 25 years ago, 27 years ago, uh, we would get these all the time because we thought they were so cool. And they have a variety of these, not just this brand but other brands. This one has definitely has a super sweet – Almost tastes like a melted Jolly Rancher type taste to it. A little bit of medicine-y taste. Very fizzy when you first open it up, but the fizz goes away pretty quick. This, If you left this on the counter for more than an hour, you would find out if you have an ant problem uh, in your house. Because this, this is so sticky and sugary, yeah. it would draw all the ants. So, now you guys can remove your labels. Oh, and uh, wow. you can we, reveal. We we this can is, like. This yes, ought to be you, easy. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. This is a little extra because it's such an odd shape, uh-huh. you know. But um, so yeah, we got.
3: We're just gonna have to go with. It again. Oh boy! You're just I thought just, it
0: would just slide right off there. You're I think you're just
3: gonna have to tell us what Devin's is yeah. because you got so much tape around that.
0: Yeah, I, I might have overdone it on Devons a little oh, bit. Here we go. So it it should come off like a sleeve almost.
3: I'm now seeing I'm now seeing the directions on how to open mine. Yeah,
0: yeah. Let me see Devons here. I'm try and get Opening everywhere. packages the, the big... makes for good radio. Oh boy. You, you know what? In the biz, this is what they used to do in so, the golden age radio. The golden <laughs> age. This is what they did all the time. Yeah. I know. I listen to like, a lot all of right, golden age.
2: Everyone open your packages. Open your
0: packages. And then you have someone come in and make fake package opening noises. <laughs> These
2: are real package openings.
0: This noises. is real. This is this is the struggle is real. I've right got now. the
3: uh, I've got the warning label on mine. Don't do not swallow green opener. <laughs> <laughs> Does it really have that on there? Yep. That, that would be... And my. keep out of the reach of small children. So it's a good thing Devin didn't get this one. I'm, as, I'm, as I'm opening Devin's, I'm squirting it out the top. I got to keep it away so from the electronics. Mine is a... Mine was carbonated, so I yes. was correct with that. But it, they are just going with... Their claim is strawberry flavor. That's exactly what it says. This is Ramoon Carbonated Soft Drink Strawberry Flavor. Wow. Can you tell what country it's from? Uh, yes, ah, I'm, I'm yes. pretty sure that I can especially since you've already mentioned several times that you got these all the time when you were in Japan. Yes.
0: But I just didn't know if it actually said that, but it does look like it has...
3: It's got the Japanese... Kanji right
0: written. Yeah, yeah. So, Kamura. There we this go. Is, uh, Finally. Like oh, look, it's got an extendable present. straw for Devin's. Look at that, see? <laughs> it's it's, a, it's the, a short straw that extends out to a long straw. Here you go.
3: Devin, I don't think you could have been farther off with your guess.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so Sebastian, what what is yours? I
1: was kind of right. It was an Arizona drink. Is it? Oh, it is. Okay, it is in Arizona, and it's a cherry lime sparkling cherry lime drink, which I mean, that's where I get that tangy kick. Yes, sparkling
3: part. I knew it was something like that, but sparkling, aka carbonated. It must have a little carbonation to it. So you're right.
0: I didn't think it did, but it does. Boom. So uh, I think Matt Lewis said it tastes like a Sonic cherry limeade, and that's why he likes it so much.
1: Oh, that that is true. Yeah. Yeah. That's so,
0: cool. Devin, um yours is actually coconut water. <laughs> uh it's not it has no chocolate in it at all. Hint
3: of hint of
0: <laughs> but it's very hydrating. It's very good for you. And so uh now that we know you like coconut water, uh now your parents can buy that for you more often.
2: It's a good thing he didn't just bring in a coconut with a straw in it otherwise it would have <laughs> that, been hard. That might have to given wrap.
0: it away. Yeah, that would have <laughs> given it away. You're,
1: you're
3: stealing my microphone.
0: Oh, <laughs> Chris sorry is, about that.
3: <laughs>
2: Sorry about that. Still my airtime, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, his contract states clearly he gets at least three minutes of airtime every month. So, all right, now Chris, uh, describe yours there.
2: Okay. Well, clearly, I don't know my uh, I don't know my um, fried fructose corn syrup because it says uh, this is a cool taste, Gaiabano, fruit juice drink with soursop flavoring. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So and, and people that have that had soursop most people I know they've ever tried it like it. Soursop itself it's really good.
2: But the ingredients are water, sugar, soursop puree, mm-hmm. citric acid and a, a few other items and preservatives of and course. no corn syrup. Yes. Yeah, no corn syrup, but nope. uh it it definitely has a has a uh, a flavoring to it that is tastes very um artificial. Yeah. I, I'm not sure why that is but i don't know what soursop is so soursop is this, this big ugly that.
0: fruit lopsided fruit with little looks like little prickly things coming off of the the it looks like something you wouldn't want to eat and you break it open it has giant seeds like watermelon seeds but like five times as big and if you can get through all that it has this fleshy stringy super sweet interior that um most people really do like it has vitamin c in it and it's supposed to be really good for you.
3: A high so. fructose corn syrup is actually in yes. the sour sauce. Yes. That's salt. where they get oh, it. So that's okay.
2: why but they can still claim wow. it's just yes. sour sauce. Cuz it tastes very artificial. It tastes like an artificial
3: uh, excuse
0: artificial,
2: me, an, artificial <laughs> an artificial sweetener of some sort, hmm. but apparently not. So. Well, there you they're, go. They're good at masking the real yes. flavors. I think
0: that one uh, that might be a Filipino drink. I just by the name, uh, uh guyabano. Guyabano? Guyabano. Might be. I, I I don't speak Tagalog, so it's a
2: fruit juice drink.
0: Mine is the same as Josh's. A Kimura Fun Marble Drink, Ramun Carbonated Soft Drink. I don't know why they have so many redundant names. Plus, um, it's melon flavored. Melon flavored. And the ingredients: carbonated water, high fructose corn syrup, citric acid, artificial flavor, trisaccolum citrate sodium. Metaphosphate. They, they don't FD
2: specify the kind of C,
0: yellow. Nope. Uh, yellow number five. Sodium phosphate. FD and C blue number one. Sodium. This is even better radio, by the way. Yes. Uh, yeah. Reading ingredients. <laughs> <It's>, oh, <laughs> if you think you just tuned in to National Public Radio, no, this is actually Harvest Family Radio. So, well, guys, thanks for playing. We'll we'll work on uh, perfecting this game a little better, but. Uh, the proverbial virtual envelope of perceived apparent liquid happiness
3: has done it again. I think my uh, I think my drink <laughs> came from uh, Lord of the Rings because I've got elderberry coloring in mine. It does. It <laughs> that does. That sounds so it's little... an elven drink. It's an Elv- elvish, elvish Elv- drink. Elderberry. You'll never guess where
1: this Arizona is manufactured. New York Arizona. City. Yeah. New York. Is it really? In New York. That's the insulting. Woodbury, New York. The That's Arizona where Casey team.
0: Masterpiece Sauce is from, too. Can you believe? I mean, that guy was originally from Kansas City, but they manufacture it in New York City.
2: This is a product of the Philippines, by the way. Okay. The cool taste Diabano fruit juice drink. Where's
0: Devin's um, coconut water from? Checking. All right.
3: Backyard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, it, coconut water is very hydrating, very refreshing. Usain Bolt drinks coconut water as his instead of uh, sports drinks after he does uh, his yeah. workouts.
2: Monrovia, California.
0: Monrovia. And it's a beautiful package, and that drink costs more than, I think, all the rest of the drinks combined. So it must be good because it was expensive. Or that doesn't say a lot
3: about our drinks. <laughs> yeah, it, it could. that could be <laughs> true some, also. A couple ways of looking at that one there, Don. So,
0: All right. Well, we're going to take a short break because uh, we all need to kind of get all the stickiness off of us. And then when we come back... We're going to talk a little bit of spring break stories. Uh, Josh has some some funny stories of spring break. And so stick around, listeners. This is Live Till 5. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. We'll be back after this short break. with a little more live till 5 four twenty-four p.m. on Friday March 17th had a little fun there thank you listeners for being patient with us as we joke around a little bit and let our hair down this show is entertain is in intended to entertain and inform and edify you give you some options on Friday afternoon or whenever you want to listen to the podcast just a, a little bit lighter look at things Sometimes we'll have a guest in here. We'll talk about something a lot deeper, but uh, this week just happens to be a kind of a light week with spring break upon us. And uh, Josh is here, Josh Taylor, who was here with us in the last segment as well to talk about spring break. Now, Josh, you and I went to the same college. We actually overlapped a little bit at college. I think your freshman year was probably my senior year.
3: Yeah, I think you're. I think I was there for two years that you were there.
0: Okay, yeah. So I was there in '95 to '99.
3: Yep, and I was '98. 02. Ninety eight,
0: okay, got it. So your your first two were my last two. Yep, and uh, classmates with my sister, so and my brother in law. So now, Josh, you were talking about spring break. What year of spring break was it for you? Uh,
3: this would have been two thousand one.
0: Okay, a all right. Space
3: Odyssey. Wow.
0: So your junior year? Yeah, junior year. Okay. Junior year.
3: And we were just, uh, I, you know, there's a lot of exotic locations that people go for spring break. Mm-hmm. Um, I chose to go home. Okay, uh, and it was any break y- you you completely understand this. Any break that we got from college is like, where can I find a job and make some money? Absolutely, uh, even if it's fifteen twenty. But I like, I'll do yes anything. Yes, uh, and so I lived. Uh, I grew up outside of Ann Arbor, Michigan, which we're pretty excited right now with uh, the NCAA uh, tournament going on. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh-huh. But this was uh, getting ready to. Uh, we got a week off. Uh, So we'd leave uh, after classes on Friday, you could leave. And so we'd have that weekend, full week, and then the next weekend. And I lived, it was only uh, from from Dunbar, Wisconsin. It was about seven and a half hours, uh, you know, as long as the weather was good. And so I got my S10 pickup, and I am going home completely by myself. Uh, And... It was actually on one of those road trips when I was traveling by myself where I memorized the entire um, Nations of the World song from the Maniacs. Okay, uh, yes. <laughs> just repeat, I love that repeat. song. Yes. Yes. So I had, had that one memorized. Uh, and uh, as I'm getting ready to leave campus, uh, two of my good friends that worked in the communications department with me, uh, I'm, I'm loaded up, I'm ready to drive out, and I'm saying, you know, see you later, Zach, see you later, Kev. Where you, uh, what are you guys doing for a break? Homework in our dorm room. This is Zach of Zach the Th- famous Zach Thompson Yep, of the Thompsons. Yes. He was uh he was there for uh, my first or uh, my last two years. Yeah, for, for he was our years.
0: original this day in history guy here on this show.
3: Yep, he was one of the founding fathers of Live Till yes. Five. Uh, and he and uh, Kevin were they were just hanging out in the room. I said, you guys want to just come home with me. Because uh, I have a pickup with a bench seat, yep. so there's yep. we oh have, nice and tight. Yeah, we could have the three of us in my, the front seat of my pickup all the way down, and they didn't even think about it. They're just like, "Sure, let's go." And so, being guys, it took us about three minutes to pack up, and yep. we just we just headed back yep. down. And I uh, show up uh, at my house. Oh, mom, dad. By the way, you know, it was, we didn't have cell phones or anything yep. like that, and so I just showed up. Mom, dad, I brought two guys with me. And they're like, "Oh, great, no problem." And so we just hung out there for a week and. We, it, like, this was the time at Northland in mid-March where the snow was getting below knee de- uh, de- <sighs> Yeah, and it yeah. was— Oh, boy, I remember those it days. Was, it, was, it was pretty horrendous, and so we get down into Michigan, and it was still rather cold, but there, I don't remember any snow on the ground. Yeah. Um, but we didn't really, th- this was a completely unplanned trip, so we weren't thinking of ways that I could entertain them. It was just, we we're just going home and then see if we can find a job or see if we can do anything with some people in our church. That's the nice thing about being uh, uh, with the, associated with the church is people know you're coming back, and if they have odds and yeah. jobs they could do yep. for you, you do that. And, um, but i do remember taking the guys down to uh let's, we went down to the university of michigan the football stadium and that was the big house the big house yeah. uh, um the largest football stadium in america uh it is they've re- recently redone it to where it really looks impressive but b- uh, back then it was just a bowl like you would it was only about two or three stories tall mm-hmm. you walk in and it just went down into the depths wow uh and we went there to uh the stadium and there there there's nothing to protect there's no security because it's just a bowl and there right. there's no it's just bleachers that's all it was 100,000 seats of just bleachers wow and so we went right down onto the field and i do remember there was a little bit of snow on the ground but we took a we took a uh it wasn't a planned trip to even go in there but hey we were in the area drove down great we had a deflated football in <laughs> in the the back of the the pickup so we went down there just played catch on the field and then we started kicking field goals and uh, I remember in March, Michigan, spring break, while all the people are celebrating down in the Bahamas and the Caribbean, all that kind of stuff, we are kicking a frozen football through the uprights at Michigan nice. Stadium. And so... Hey, not many people
0: can say they've done that.
3: Yeah. And so uh, Zach, Zach actually, him being the soccer player, he had the best kick. Uh, he kicked about a 35-yarder. And Kevin and I were realizing that you know, kicking field goals is a little bit harder than they make it look on TV, because uh, just trying to get the ball elevated, and I yep. think I kicked about a... Almost would have been the equivalent of an old school extra point. Yeah. Uh, that was what. And wow. uh, so that was just, uh, that was spring break in college. We never had any of the money to do some of the the awesome stuff. We just, here here's a football, go make some memories. Yep. And uh, had some fun fun stuff with that. Now, now that I'm a uh, responsible married man with all my six children at home, uh, spring break is cleaning the air con week. Yes, yep. Yep. And so I've spent some time the last couple of days taking apart the air cons and uh, uh, hosing them down, getting them all cleaned out, and like looking at the bucket of just the the, oh, the gunk inside yes. of it. And I'm like, Bethany, you know that right there is what's been in our air cons. She's like, I don't even want to know. Just yeah. As long yeah. as it keeps me cool, it's all fine. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, and oh, then, boy. And then doing more of the, the typical... Uh, we went on. A, we were able to go on a hike earlier this week. Uh, so just doing some family stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and
0: you're adventurous. I mean, you took two babies on the hike with you.
3: Yep. Yep. I and thought only the Borkarts did that. It was uh, well, <laughs> it was Borkert Borkarts and my family and the Harpers uh, went. We they had uh, Miss Harper had her her kids and then a couple of the uh, single ladies were a big help to us too. Yeah. So. Sure. But sure. But yeah, sure. it was. It was we either go big or go home and um and we make sure that the going home part is very complicated oh so. boy
0: yeah well at least the kids I mean those are good memory makers for devin and Annabelle and Rye, and the littler ones won't probably remember uh, anything about <laughs> and, that
3: they they fortunately there's not a lot to remember because they made it back safe yeah. and uh, it was it was all good it wasn't yeah. it wasn't one of those things where we dropped the baby or anything like that but I don't know maybe maybe you can enlighten me on this a little bit but you know the baby carriers? Yes. Uh, as a- Like the kind you wear on your body?
0: As, yes. As okay. a dad- It's like dad, a body cam, but with a baby attached. As yes.
3: a dad, I just, I have, when Annabelle was less than a month old- hmm took her she was born on january 2nd and we took yeah. her to her first liberation day on january 21st so she's not even three weeks old and i was wearing one of those baby carriers and i yeah. had annabelle uh, in it
0: a snuggie uh, not a snuggie but a snuggly or whatever they call it like was it just like the sash where the baby just kind of slides no, in it his wasn't, little hammock it wasn't
3: one of those things it was it was the one with the straps okay and the legs stick out yeah. And, okay yeah and i remember bethany showing me a picture of that and we had some some video and uh-huh. i look back and i'm like I look like the absolutely biggest dork.
0: (laughs) Well, those baby carriers, I mean, you get a lot of respect from a certain crowd because, you know, some people really think, hey, look, that dad's carrying his baby. Some people are like, wow, that
3: makes my fanny pack look really modern. (laughs) It was. So since that point, I said I, I told my wife that I would rather have sore arms for the rest of my life and just carry my child. Nice. Then have one of those things on. And it, it just, it was a challenge to my manliness. Uh, and so I, when we'd taken Narlin, Narlin's a little over a year old, and took her on the hike. I'm like, I'm not going to do the, the right. baby carrier thing. I just, God gave me two arms, one to hold her and one to help some of my other children. Sure. Or to brace myself if I fall or to switch between arms with her. Uh, and I just, I could never get into it. I could never after I realized what I looked like with one of those. Now, now, some guys, I'm sure, can rock it and get away with it. It's great. Yeah,
0: well, you know, you could have done the old you know, Native American papoose where you like take the baby and strap strap yep. them to the board and put them on your put her on your back.
3: No, didn't didn't think about that either. But yeah. then now now Jeff has a uh Jeff Borker who went with us. He has like the 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 man one who goes on your back and it's got the metal poles right. and you slide yeah. the child in it. Sure. But then I'm thinking that right there is gonna be insanely heavy. Right while I'm trying to help all my other kids. So I'm like, I'm just gonna just gonna go with it and um uh, and then we were able to do the the pass the baby along as we mm-hmm. got to the hard part. Yep. So it was all yep. good. I just I I don't know if you ever did you ever have to wear one of those? I did.
0: We had one for a little while. We were poor college students when our kids were all like newborns, and so we kind of got hand me down uh, things like that. We I remember we had one that was strapped to the front of your body. I don't remember wearing it more than maybe one time to the zoo, and I was like, I don't know if it's worth it. And you know, you never are they supposed to face you Are they supposed to face the crowd? I mean, you just don't know. Yeah. And then when we got here, we got one that had. Um, Leg holes. And you put it on your back, and it was like a little, it's like a little high chair that you put on your back, basically, or mm-hmm. like a little walker that you strap to your back. Metal frame. I remember using that a couple times, but the first time they want to get down or something like that, it yep. just makes it very. And intriguing. I'm always
3: thinking of you know, those times when I would always watch my dad. And he'd have his uh, his wallet or his pens and thing not in his wallet but his pens or his, uh, his phone in his front pocket and bend down and it all falls yes, out. Right, I'm just so afraid. I bend down and baby spills out. There goes the baby out, yeah. there goes a baby. Yeah, out so, of your uh, baby-sized pocket protector. So I'm yeah. just not. I I just just not into those things. But it's all right. Uh, but the other memories that I've been making uh, lately with spring break is I always think of the NCAA basketball yes. tournament. who's and
0: who's your does let let me let me guess here if if your pick. Begins with the letters M I C
3: H. It uh, do you I, pick I, with your heart or your head? See, that's the nice thing is you fill out multiple brackets. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I have my 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 truly blue bracket, the one where like it's 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 from the heart, mm-hmm. and and that one I just like to see because on ESPN now when you pick that your bracket. And once you select your champion, you know you, the confetti falls and it has your team's logo. Yep. And I'm just—I can't stand looking at that and seeing right. like North Carolina, the Villanova, right, 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 Kansas. Right, right. You can't celebrate it's just, that. Oh, yeah. bleh. Sure. so I'd rather at least just fill out—I uh, fill out one bracket where I have Michigan winning it, and and then I at least get to see the block M with the confetti falling, right. and then realize that reality is coming. Um, but this last uh, last weekend was championship week, and so all the mm-hmm. conference championship yep. tournaments going on, and Michigan. Uh, was playing in the Big Ten tournament. I don't know if you found this out on the uh, the Strange But True, uh, but I had talked to my parents uh, on FaceTime, and they said, we're out of power right now. We lost power because there had been high winds. Oh, wins. yes, yeah. There were some right. high wins, yes. and they were out of power for about four days. That same day is when the University of Michigan, uh, their basketball team and their band and their cheerleader squad, uh, about 100 people were taking off from the uh, Ypsilanti Airport, and with the high winds, they had to abort their takeoff, and their plane skidded off the runway. Planes do that not mm-hmm. frequently, but especially in bad weather, right, uh, winter right, times. Right. skidding off the freeway, I've seen or yeah. s- r- the runway, I've seen that before. Well, this one was through the t- when I saw the picture of the plane. Now that's why I realized why they were starting to call it a plane crash because it was completely on its belly had gone through a chain link fence, had gone over ravine, oh, wow. landing gear completely busted off and it was uh the jet fuel sp- spilling out wow. they had to evacuate the plane through the wings off the slides uh and it was pretty intense stuff. And then they were, the basketball tournament was supposed to start the next day. They as a team decided whether or not they're going to go on the uh, on the trip. Some of the guys I, I can't imagine getting on a plane. Right. Right right, the next day, and wanted to do that right, but they they as a team decided, okay, we're going to go through this all of their gear because it was a tournament, all of their gear was on their home jerseys, away jerseys, and their secondary jerseys were all on the plane, but because it was now part of an FAA right, yeah, sure. TSB yeah, it all stayed on there, and oh, they weren't boy. allowed to touch any of it, so the guys show up and they they had in their the first round of the basketball tournament, they were in their practice uniforms. Uh, So it had they didn't it was it was blue practice unis and or or, I'm sorry the the shorts and then they had their gold shirts it didn't have their it had their numbers on the back it didn't have their names it was just it was very (laughs) it looked like a practice uniform sure sure and uh, but then they went on to win that game Annabelle and I got up at four o'clock in the morning to watch that game Uh, they advanced to the next round Annabelle and I got up at four o'clock in the morning to watch that game they won that one against the number one seed and then. Uh, they moved on to the semifinals. Annabelle and I got up to watch that one at 5 o'clock in the morning. And then they went to the championship game. And Annabelle and I got up at 5 o'clock in to watch that one. They won the Big Ten championship. Now they're in the uh, the big dance. And so that means they play tomorrow morning at good old 2.15 a.m. Oh, so that's a- terrible. So Annabelle and I will be up to watch that one. Oh, that's terrible.
0: So, so you pick Michigan in your um, – uh,
3: uh, from the heart, bracket. yeah, yeah. That's my from um, the heart, yeah. So it, then, uh, how about the the bracket that's more from reality? The reality one, uh, Duke is the uh, Duke is actually, if you go by Vegas, Duke is the, the the favorite right now, even though they're not one of the number one seeds. Uh, and then the the classic picks, you got uh, Kentucky and Kansas, good old rock chalk. Uh, yeah, Borkard is a huge yep. fan of them, rock yep. chalk. Uh, and then there's also. Um, uh, North Carolina is a big favorite, and there is a good chance that Villanova, who won last year, could be the first back-to-back champions that we've had in sure. uh, more than more than a decade. So well, I'm picking Kansas,
0: ones. and that's my heart because that's where I'm from. But it's you know I'm not a huge NCAA basketball fan. I don't I don't pay much attention. But when the bracket time comes around, we have a little office competition, yep. and we put it all up on the wall. I do enjoy you know picking and looking. So uh, the um, I chose Duke, Kansas in the final, and then Kansas winning. So
3: we'll see. Yeah, they uh they they have a very, very good team, very young team, but it, hopefully if it works out, the last time Michigan made it to the national championship game in 2014, Kansas was the number one seed. Michigan was number four. We met in the Sweet 16, and Trey Burke hit a three pointer from about about 45 feet to send it in overtime. Then we end up beating Kansas in overtime. Uh, you guys had a 10-point lead on us yeah. with a minute left. Yep. And uh, we came back, and then that propelled us all the way to the championship, and then we lost in the championship.
0: Yep, I I vaguely remember that. I, I don't think I got up at 4 a.m. to watch it or anything, but, uh, yeah, there were many, many uh, uh moist eyes uh, after a game like that in the midwest. So basketball is huge. Some people that is like their favorite thing and it's such a long season too that they I mean you know and there's there's always basketball to watch. I mean the, you know from if you like college basketball half of the year you can be watching college basketball from the preseason yeah, started all the way to November. Oh, November
3: and the NCAA is going to be over first week of April. And then, in about a week and a half after that, that's when the NBA playoffs NBA, start, yep. and the NBA playoffs go all the way until the middle to end of June. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So you have about a three month gap, and then if it's an Olympic year or if it's uh, um, one of the other the FIBA championships, right. then you have that that going on during the summer. So yeah, it's it's big stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, we'll see how our brackets do, and uh, you know the Zach Thompson that we were talking about earlier, he actually manages like professionally. Mm-hmm brackets and uh see stuff on online he's like a fantasy sports uh consultant or something didn't even know that was a thing until he started doing it but pretty cool well josh devin i'm gonna i'm gonna let devin say goodbye here as he uh as he takes his coconut water with him and stuff so devin i'm glad you're able to be on the radio with us today you, anyone you want to say hi to as you leave hello everyone Okay. Just everyone. everyone. He just wants to all everyone. All right. Awesome. Well, Devin, thanks for coming up today, buddy. And Josh, thanks for coming up and uh, sharing a little bit of spring break and talking a little bit about uh, March Madness. We'll see at the end of the March Madness how we all did. So have a great weekend, guys. Thanks so much. All right. And listeners, stick around. We have more Live Till 5 after this short break. We're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's great having the Taylors on radio with us today. we got Chris Harper here in studio, all-around good guy who happens to be, he's a full-time good guy and a full-time station manager. It's like two full-time jobs. Plus, he's got five kids at home. Am I right on that? Five Five kids, yeah. Five kids at home. Yep. And uh, he's producing, he and Sebastian are producing all these great high-quality Programs here locally, like Building Great Leaders and Harvest Echoes, correct? And Harvest Time, Time. and yep. Harvest Highlights, and trying to put all these programs together and uh, keep the content fresh and keep it out there available. And then plus his two-hour program in the afternoons. Take note, take note, which I always get mixed up with Sound Words, which is his his uh, uh, e newsletter, basically about about <laughs> what we what we do here through the radio station. So, Chris, you got the news for us.
2: Yes. Let's take a look at a couple of Asian stories to start us out with. The U.S. Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, arrived in South Korea on Friday for the second leg of an Asian tour focused on finding um, what's called a new approach for North Korea after what he described as two decades of failed efforts to denuclearize The reclusive state. Tillerson, a former oil executive with no prior diplomatic experience, began his first Asian visit as Secretary of State in Japan on Wednesday and travels to China on Saturday. Uh, North Korea, as you know, launched four ballistic missiles recently and is working to develop a nuclear tipped missile which can reach the United States. South Korea, one of the staunchest U.S. allies in Asia, has agreed to deploy a U.S. terminal high-altitude area defense missile system in South Korea. China says the system's radar is a threat to its security. So a lot more to talk about there with new Secretary of State Rex Tillerson. Uh, Speaking of China, they do plan to build an environmental monitoring station on a South China Sea shoal at the heart of a territorial dispute with the Philippines, potentially raising new concerns over Beijing's actions to assert its claim in the strategically crucial water body. Apparently, stations are being built on six islands and reefs, including Scarborough Shoal which is off the northwestern Philippines. Beijing seized Scarborough in 2012 after a prolonged standoff with Philippine vessels. Taiwan also includes this island in its South China Sea claims. So now you have three claimants on that particular island, and China is building a station there. The other stations would be situated on features in the Parcel Island group that China has controlled since seizing a part of it away from Vietnam in 1974. Uh, closer to home here, President Donald Trump's first budget is calling for a security-heavy realignment of federal sped, uh, spending. It uh, drew resistance on Thursday from fellow Republicans in the U.S. Congress, as many balked at the proposed Deep cuts to diplomatic and foreign aid programs, so the story behind that is is that they're saying that if you cut the diplomatic and foreign aid programs, even if you increase defense spending, you 're really uh, cutting into our national defense because those diplomatic programs are helpful to prevent and avoid conflicts and things of that nature. But uh, it says here that although Republicans control both the Senate and the House of Representatives, Congress holds the federal purse strings and seldom approves the president's budget's plans. Uh, previous president didn't release a budget for a number of years, but um, there was updates to the previous budget. Uh, the administration, this administration, has ac- asked Congress for a 28% or 10.9 billion dollar cut in State Department funding and other international programs to help pay for a 10% or a $54 billion hike in military spending for the next year. Just kind of a a kicker story at the end here. Uh, Cleveland police say that an 18-year-old serial carjacker was arrested after his accomplice couldn't drive a stick shift, (laughs) even with some coaching from their victim. Damari Wayne was charged with robbery. Police say he committed three armed carjackings between February 11th and February 21st. That's from Cleveland.com. Police say Wayne and a 17-year-old boy attempted to steal a 23-year-old man's car on February 21st, but the younger teen got into the driver's seat and was unable to operate the vehicle. That's when police say the duo turned a gun on the victim— and uh, tried to get him to explain how to use the gears. The duo eventually got frustrated and ran off with the man's cell phone. Here's the kicker on this one, which the police used to pinpoint their location. <laughs> oh, boy. They were later apprehended and um, are awaiting yeah. uh, several charges here. Brilliant obviously. Wow. criminals. Brilliant Good criminals.
0: stuff. All right. Well, thanks for the news, Chris. Appreciate yeah. that. And hope you have a good weekend. Uh, Wanted to talk a little bit about, as we have about seven, eight minutes left in the show. It's 4.51 p.m. on Friday, March 17th. Want to talk about, of course, kind of our theme of the day. We're talking a little bit about Irish stuff because it is St. Patrick's Day today. And um, St. Patrick was actually English. He wasn't Irish. He was born in Britain to wealthy parents near the end of the fourth century, according to History.com. Uh, 460 A.D. uh, is when he died, as Sebastian mentioned earlier. Although his father was a Christian deacon, it has been suggested that he probably took on the role because of tax incentives. And there's no evidence that that Patrick came from a particularly religious family. At the age of 16, Patrick was taken prisoner by a group of Irish raiders who were attacking his family's estate. They transported him to Ireland, where he spent six years in captivity. And that's kind of how the whole story started out. And Ireland was a very pagan place at that time and so uh, hence the influence of Christianity in Ireland and then all these extraordinary stories that kind of came out about St. Patrick. But you know Irish immigrants have impacted the United States and our culture so much that we don't even realize just how much uh, the Irish American influence has been. For example here's a list of English words with Irish origin banshee a female fairy bog that's a wetland boycott that's what the irish would use uh, that term to refer to a person organization um or country as an expression of protest from captain charles boycott who was a british land agent in the 19th century brogue strong regional accent colleen which is a a famous name it's a girl in or a young woman in ireland Cross, the word we use in Christianity for cross is actually an Irish word. Galore, you know how you say galore? Well, that is an Irish word for a lot. Gob, which literally means your beak, but usually talking about your mouth, like shut your gob. Hooligan is an anglicized form of the name hoolahan, which is a person that takes part in rowdy behavior or vandalism. Kibosh, the kibosh, you put the kibosh on something that has Irish That has an Irish uh, origin. Phony, limerick, leprechaun, shamrock, of course, all have Irish uh, roots. The word slew, meaning a large number, like, oh, we have a slew of those in the back closet. Slew, that's an Irish word. Slob, from the word slab, meaning mud, but it has to do with basically someone that's very messy. Slogan. That's an Irish term. Smithereens. Let's say you blow something up into smithereens. That's an Irish term. And then finally, the the name for the alcohol, which has been the ruin of many an Irish young man and woman, uh, whiskey, which is um, Irish for water of life. So that's where that term comes from. But as we wrap it up, I want to talk a little bit about some of the facts about St. Patrick's Day. Um, and you know what I have here in front of me? All my my research, which you can hear me doing the papers right now, on 11 by 17 color. And I think I'm going to start doing everything in 11 by 17. <laughs> I love it. It's great. You can read it from, like, across the room. If you have color, of course. I know it might be wasteful, $5 a page. What? But it's worth it for this show. It's, uh, it's worth it for our... Listeners, now this is presented by Wallet Hub, but this is just some infographics I printed up on eleven by seventeen in color to talk to you. Like for example, fifty-six point one percent of Americans plan to celebrate St. Patrick's Day today. Five point three billion with a B will be spent on St. Patrick's Day. Thirty-eight dollars is what the average amount that a St. Patrick's uh, partier will spend. So, like for fake hats and green clothing, I guess. Uh, let's see here. 82.5% of people celebrating St. Patrick's Day plan to wear it green. 45 pounds of vegetable-based dye is used to turn the Chicago River green. It takes five hours you know, before it all starts to wear off. $1.22 million is the market value of a leprechaun's pot of gold, which contains 1,000 gold coins weighing one ounce each. Now, of course, it's a mythical story. But anyway, St. Patrick's Day ranks among the most popular drinking days in America, along with New Year's Eve, Christmas, Independence Day. It's kind of sad. Thirteen point million pints of Guinness will be consumed worldwide on St. Patrick's Day. And, uh, of course, then they have some alcohol, drinking, and driving stats uh, to follow. 31.4% of Americans or more plan to cook a special dinner on St. Patrick's Day. 70% uh, increase in cabbage shipments during St. Patrick's weekend. One pound of cabbage has 109 calories, no fat basically, 25 carbs and 6 grams of proteins. 50 cents is the price for a pound of cabbage around St. Patrick's Day. 11% increase from last year. And it just kind of goes on and on here. Of course, the places that celebrate uh, or have the most Irish ancestry, the highest of them all, um, would be, let's see here, Manchester, New Hampshire, Quincy, Mass, Warwick, Rhode Island, Toms River, New Jersey, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. The, these places have a lot. 192 cities have 10% or more of their residents have Irish ancestry. And, you know, I can't really tell if I have Irish ancestry or not. I do like cabbage and corned beef. Um, I look good in green for the most part. It's just the flecks in my eyes. And um, I don't have a hot temper, though. I'm trying to uh, think of every stereotype. Um, I like potatoes, but not too much. Um, it's, it's hard to say. You know, the all of our uh, uh, history, it, when you go on some of those history websites, family history websites, it's hard to tell exactly where the Baldwins come from. But it is possible that I might be part Irish. And uh, who knows? Anyway... It's all kind of fun. I hope that um, you do a little research of your own on St. Patrick and who he was and what he did. Very interesting how uh, Sebastian pointed out earlier that someone that started out as a Christian figure, now a lot of these celebrations surrounding his his life and death are spent in very pagan ways, which is what he tried to you know, actually bring people out of paganism, and now the celebrations are very pagan indeed. So it's too bad about that, but uh, I did want to just put in one final plug for you to come and join us at Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday, March 19th, 9.30 a.m. We have adult Bible classes. We have children's classes. It's great. 10.30 a.m. is our morning worship service right here at the Harvest Baptist Church Auditorium. We'd love to have you here with us this Sunday. We're going to have some baptisms this Sunday. Which is unique. We don't always do baptisms on Sunday mornings, but if you'd like to see what uh, baptism in a Baptist church looks like, it's going to be this Sunday. And we'd love to have you join us. Uh, We're easy to find. If you're on Route 8, just turn at the mobile McDonald's, come back about one mile. You'll see the sign for Harvest Ministries on the left hand side of the street. Just turn there and uh, you can't miss us. And we'd love to have you join us. Thanks for tuning in to KHMG 88.1 FM. We do appreciate every single listener and as we celebrate our 21st year of broadcasting we're going to make sure that uh, we regularly thank you for your participation and partnership with uh, Harvest Family Radio you're listening to us on 88.1 FM Harvest Family Radio KHMG Barak Adaguan this is Jared Baldwin signing out from Live Till Five episode 208 Friday March 17th have a great weekend